Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake is tired, Chuck plays with fire, and the meta is about to settle down with some UIC. I feel so bad that you're tired. I am very tired. So as you know, we kind of talked last week, I was on vacation, uh, went home to visit family in uh, Southern California. Um, you know, and I was all well and good. Um, I just got back last night um, as of a recording on a Tuesday. Uh, so I got back Monday morning or Monday night at we we landed around 1030. We didn't get home till 11, 1130. Uh, well, it was probably 1130, 1145. Um, and then just uh, my dog's crazy, happy to see us. Um, all the excitement, and then you know, I have work the next day today. Um, and oh, you did four, work today. Yeah, I did work today. Four a.m. wake up. So not only did we get in late because the uh, the flight got delayed, um, I just I'm still on California time, and I had to wake up for you know Pittsburgh a.m. Uh, so oh, I'm super tired. I took like maybe a thirty minute nap before this, but uh, I'm ready for some sleep. <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that one. I was. I was going to ask you at the end of this, did you not give yourself an adjustment day? And I guess it did. No, did no. I wanted you? to save as much PTO as possible with potential life things coming up. Uh, so we'll see. Um, no, and then also with, uh, also uh, registered for, um, what was the next one that's in? Uh, Hartford? Hartford, yeah. I registered for that. So I need to take another PTO day there. So I wanted to save as much uh, possible uh, there. Um, but as far as my trip, you know, it went pretty well. Um, got to do the beach. Unfortunately, we didn't get to do Disney because uh, Disney, uh, you have to reserve your spots. You can't just walk up to the gate and buy tickets now. You have to actually reserve. And, you know, we were pushing the limits thinking, OK, we could wait a little longer, I guess. And then uh, by the time, you know, the family decided, hey, let's do this. Uh, they were they were booked through the week that we were there. So. We kind of lost out, went to Legoland, uh, had fun there. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And then lastly, I, I did get to go and have a chance to go play against um, or at a different LGS um, at uh, King's Lair down in Southern California. Got to play a bu- against a bunch of awesome um, people at that shop. I'm sorry, I don't remember names, uh, but... There was like 30, 30, 35 players for uh for a I think I went on a Wednesday on a like a, a random Wednesday night or Tuesday night. Some, some, I forget. Uh, but you know, that was a really good show. Um ended up going three one and uh losing to the eventual winner, uh, which felt pretty fine or pretty fun. Um it was unfortunately in a weird meta time because uh it was like a couple days before you know rotation actually hit. Uh but they wanted to p- give people at the local shop, you know, time to get their decks ready and blah, blah, blah. So they were allowing one or the other. They they allowed both, you know, post-rotation and pre-rotation, uh, but you couldn't, like, combine cards. So it wasn't like, um, you know, Lugia gets any of the new stuff that came out, but nothing nothing like that. Uh, so if you were going to play a Lugia, you had to play all posts or all pre. Um, I was going to play a lost box variant, um, you know, at post rotation. Uh, but just gauging the room and talking to people, there were a lot of Lugias out there pre rotation. I'm like, no, nah, I can't, I, I can't go Garantina. 
against pre-rotation Lugia because I'll get smashed. So I, I went back to uh, my lost box, Ray, uh, amazing Ray Quaza list uh, for one last hurrah. Um, and first matchup I play against Lugia and I actually, um, you know, got the dub because, you know, that deck is awesome. Love it. Um, ended up losing to a, a Gudra, which, you know, it was, I had a couple w- weird flower selectings. Uh, so I had to get rid of a bunch of resources and then they just out resourced me at the end. Uh, but overall, um, you know, it was a great, it was a great experience playing at a different LGS and seeing, you know, what, you know, the other side of the country has to offer when it comes to Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, it's always fun to play at a, at a newer, a new venue, as they say. Right. Um, with, with some uh, people that are, are, uh, you know, not necessarily all, all of them are familiar. So right. that's, that's cool. I can, I, I'm jealous of that. Yeah. I'm jealous I, of the beach I, in the warm weather, but at least yeah. it's getting warmer here now. So I, brought I, brought, I brought the warm weather back to Pittsburgh because it was 70 today. It's supposed to be 80s the rest of the week uh, through yeah. the weekend. So it'll be fun there. Uh, I did feel a little bit bad because I think when I first or I, when I first got there, like, oh, new a new person, uh, you know, maybe we got some more people growing in the community. I'm like, sorry, I'm only here for the one week. They tried to get me to do a couple weekend tournaments because they had like winter boxes. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> you know, family. Um, uh, family time is more important. So I got to spend a lot of quality family time during the weekend and, and all that stuff and didn't regret, regret a thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you're not that's... the only one that finished a vacation. Yes. So, uh, I didn't, I didn't travel West. I went East technically. Yes. To, I went to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I know the week that I'm gone, you come here. Uh, so I, I had, uh, I was also visiting family, got to see my parents, my sister, and uh, play some Pokemon. Uh, visited Sports Card Junction on inaugural Thursday evening day, which and was uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, got to play some post rotation there with them, with uh, the crew. Um, played some fire deck, which we'll talk about later. Um, I, I was just shooting in the dark when I said you're playing with fire, but I kind of figured I knew you were gonna play. Um, yeah, uh, ended up splitting the day. It was fun, fun tournament. Um, and then I went out the next day and visited uh, more guys out at the vault. And I ended up just chilling there because they were not playing rotation. Um, because technically, uh, we had one more week to go. Right. Um, uh, and I had already disassembled my See, decks. I, we were in the same position, but I brought two post rotation proof. Pro- to to pre-rotation you should have done the same thing well i i thought about it but i had already disassembled i already changed my lossom box and i knew about it before i left i asked and then i grabbed stonejourner and i was like i'll have fun and then i just was like i don't i don't want to play against lugia with the fixins i don't want to play against lugia still has fixins (laughs) i know it still has fixins I know I'm still going to be playing against Lugia, but for whatever reason, when you put T-Tar with him, I'm okay with it. So <laughs> Yeah, because it's not a one-prize deck anymore, really. I mean, it does yeah, have, yeah. Uh, what's a stone turner, but like, that's okay. But yeah, that, I ended up just chilling. I ended up playing, uh, just ch- hanging out, uh, seeing people visiting and talking and playing GLC uh, with, with, with Devin and mopping the floor with him twice. So, <laughs> uh, by the way... Get good, Devin. Get good. <laughs> No, 
fun fact, if you play GLC and uh, you use all of your stadium bumps and then someone throws down Lost City, it gets hilariously fun. So just imagine <laughs> playing a game of Pokemon with everything being one-ofs, and if your Pokemon gets knocked out, you can't revive it. Yeah, that's not good. Especially when I you only go of, with like one or two attacking lines, right? Yeah. I ran out of I ran out of attackers completely. And if it was not for uh Devin's short sightedness, my Mincino <laughs> would not have been able to get the KO for the win. <laughs> oh brother. Uh, <laughs> wish I was there to see that game. <laughs> yeah, that was it was a, that was a pretty fun game. Uh, but yeah, that was I just hung out and then uh, visited family, uh, and I had to did not want to go to work too when I got back. So right, I feel you on that. Uh, I definitely going back to work today has uh, been difficult. Yeah. So, um, I do want to I do want to bring up one quick thing before we move along to our first uh, topic because while I was visiting, um, I was asked a good question. And I kind of wanted to answer it, if that's okay, okay Jake. Of course. Um, so we, uh, so I was asked, why don't we ever talk about like you know the, the big topics because we've had a couple recently that come out and they're a little bit of the controversial stuff, right? Judge miscalls and things like that. Um, and I just wanted to say like kind of like answer it publicly why we don't kind of chat about it because. It's a little bit on the verge of gossip to me because we only ever get to hear uh, one side of a story. Mm-hmm. And I know there's more to the story than the one sides we get to hear. So I rather not gossip about gossip. Right. Really. And I'd like to stick to just and I also kind of we both like to stick to the Pokemon. Like the we game. do like to stick to the Pokemon. Um, if there's ever a controversy when it's specifically game rulings and things like that, um, I'm 100% okay talking with. But whenever there's anything that's controversy that kind of extends past the game of Pokemon, um, especially when we only have one side of the story, um, I don't feel like I'm educated enough to even say anything. Um, But secondly, I mean, anything that's like... Anything that's outside of the game of Pokemon that, that has strong feelings on both sides... Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not the person to make comments on that, those kind of things. So, um, yeah. And I don't want to say anything. Um, I just don't like gossip. Like, I don't like making comments on top of things that you don't have the full details of and, and basically gossip on gossip, which is what the, uh, the thing I wanted to say, Uh, however, when there is, uh, I, I do want to say, when there is uh, anger and vitriol brought out from these topics, uh, like I do, I don't agree with some of the com- the outward, uh, like eye for an eye justice and like meeting violence with vi- like violence right, and right, trying right. to like get uh, neg- very negative activities being thrown out. You just, you just gotta. Take the education and then and and learn. Use more. Use them all as learning experiences, not at disciplinary like disciplining people. There's not always a scapegoat. Bad things just kind of happen, and you got to learn from learn right. from them. So, 
I mean, if, uh-huh. if you don't agree with something, you don't need to go after a judge and or a player. Um, you know, even if it's not necessarily handled correctly in the moment, um, like yeah. you said, it's all learning. Um, we don't have all sides of the story. We might think, um, you know, one side of the story is 100% correct, um, but then you don't hear the other side and, and you know, whatever. So um, I'm with with judges not ever or Pokemon and judging never putting their side of the story out there. Um, again, I just don't think it's, um, you know, within my rights to talk about it because I, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like I said, I was I was asked that question. Uh, by by friends that actually listen to the cast why we don't and i felt you know just a little bit like we should we should at least me personally i wanted to right. answer that question for everyone who thought about it like maybe why um and there's your answer um so yeah. look forward to not hearing crazy gossip talk from right us. we want to keep <laughs> it in the game of pokemon we love this game um you know we love the community at large um for sure. Obviously, every community has bad apples here and there. Um, but, you know, we want to focus on the good. We want to focus on the game and we want to focus on getting better as players and helping you guys get better as players, um, you know, alongside us um, and talking um, smack either way doesn't doesn't really help that. Yeah. So speaking of getting better as players, I yeah. think we have been all both testing and yeah testing a lot of new stuff we've been testing a lot of new stuff um it's it's actually both of mine and yours first rotation uh well it's not our first rotation but it's our first rotation where all the cards that we started the game with are gone and it's more now just um you know our knowledge of the game and you know how we're you know adapting to it so it's it's definitely different from the last one because there was already established decks that we weren't re- really necessarily losing uh so uh, it's been it's been fun. Uh, I know there's still decks that we haven't, you know, lost like Lost Box, um, you know, in others. Uh, but you know, it is kind of the wild west out there trying to figure out um, what either is a a, a great deck uh, for competitive wise or b just what a great deck you know that fits you and your playstyle. Yeah, and it's 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 definitely my first new block. In general, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. So, I said it and, horribly, but <laughs> uh, it's it's like we I mean we 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 had Sun and Moon cards when we started playing, but it was kind of like these are the old cards. Like the this is the new thing, Sword and Shield's the new thing, and then you got these guys that are holdovers, and like half of them were already like rotated. So, right. um, you were kind of like always like. For me, it was like, oh, these are all going to go away eventually, and then we're going to have this. And now, like you said, we had those cards that kind of grew up on, and now those are going away. And we got this whole mix of, like, brand new stuff that uh, we've never really used. So this is, like, crazy fun of, like, Wild West. (laughs) When we speak new set and it's Wild West, this is a lot more, this is, like, 1920s wild west or very very low law <laughs> <laughs> low law no, we don't know the answers for everything <laughs> yeah new sheriff just walked in town you know all kinds of fun stuff so it's like look at my bdif and then just get smoked <laughs> yeah. 
So Chuck, what have, what have you, what, are yeah, you talking what, about? what have you been focusing on these last couple, uh, you know, weeks of, you know, well, actually really the last week with, with uh, post rotation. Um, so I've been, I've been focusing on stuff that I, I guess people have deemed um, not necessarily like S or A tier off the get go. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to let, Everyone else figure. I, I'm sure there's a Lugia deck out there. I know there's Lugia, a box deck. Lugia single strike has already won the first big late night that uh, ahead of the you know um, EYC where there was a, actually I forget how many people, but it was the largest uh, late night uh, tournament there was, and Lugia won the first one. So, so in terms of when things are new and I'm not sure where to go to, I kind of gravitate towards my favorite types so right um, those being grass and fire i've been playing i've been wanting a fire deck and i've been wanting a grass deck for a while right. so um i found the fire deck first and i've been talking about it so uh, i got to play i've been looking at playing arcanine and i've i've tweeted about it i don't think the deck is as horrible as people say they think it is mm. i don't I will concede that it's definitely not something that's going to be S tier, but uh, given a hot hand or if uh, playing with it, if you can get it a little bit more, find a couple ways to make it a little bit more consistent. I think it can be a a, a good uh, B tier deck that can catch some people off guard. Do you think it uh, will be to the the likes of like when we were seeing Charizard V Star kind of seeing a little bit of success, like well V Star slash V Max. Um, you know how it kind of just popped up and, and then went down. Do you think there's a chance that that, you know, there'll be a big run with this deck? I don't know if there will be a big run because the 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 weakness, unfortunately, on Arcan on Arcanine is water, and I think we'll still have a deck in format with water typing. Maybe, maybe. With but it depends on it. But it depends on the popularity of. Some other things, uh, Inteleon VMAX, yeah, uh, is one. Or if, if some things kind of start to fade away, then I do think it could find a a run. Uh, someone gets a hot hand in a tournament or something playing it. Because my thing is, if it starts off fast, it, it starts off ramps up fast and kind of just has a very simple game plan and of you know hit with Arcanine and you know rinse and repeat kind of thing. And you get to play. I, I'm playing a lot of Gust, so you just KO what you can, when you can, right? Um, and then the Arcanine's 280 HP. Given that in in this format, if you're not hitting it for weakness, uh, early game, it's hard to. I've seen decks kind of struggle to necessarily be able to get to it. Um, a lot of things get close, like. You know, I'm talking like even one damage counter off or yeah. even uh, two or three, but then you're just playing into its hand with his other attack because then you're taking gamut, you're taking knockouts with just a single energy attach after that that big attack of his. Right. So that's what I've seen. I'm not, like I said, uh, I don't think this is going to jump S uh, up to S tier and it has some consistency issues. If you don't see draw cards, you may never draw cards. Um, and just 
Like that's the thing. Consistency um, is key, my friend. No matter who your yeah. attacker is. Yeah. So that's that's the thing that I got to work on is in in the deck and seeing if it's worth working out. Because if you take a much too much of the gust out, is it really worth? Is it really worth it then? Because then you may not be able to take KOs or whatnot. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that's te early testing. Just yeah. just the, I wanted to see is if he can even kind of do the damage that he needs to and he can like it, it it's not something where it's i'm not taking knockouts and i'm just getting knocked out it's more of uh i'm not as consistent as maybe something else at the moment and seeing if i can make match that right exactly yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait to see uh, if you can find that consistency engine and make uh, you make that B-tier deck uh, work. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a labor of love at the moment. So. 100%. You got to have those. You got to have those pet decks for sure. But but like I said, if weakness might keep them down. If, if the other deck that I'm looking at, SpyOps, has, has, been, has been seen other places, I think he has a better chance of being better because, like, no one's playing fire at the moment. His right. big thing, his bugaboo would be Radiant Charizard. Um, but then you got to get pretty close to winning at that point to make him good, uh, make him really pop off. So right. we'll see. That's that's another conversation for later. What have you been testing? So I started off with Lost Box, um, Lost Box Tina. Uh, and the deck feels good. It definitely um, is seen at stripes, uh, you know, in all the Japanese tournaments. It's one multiple tournaments um i i just i've been having a hard time stacking wins with it uh it feels pretty good when you get you go first and you get tina set up but then you're you're without this the addition of scoop up nets i feel like it's a little it feel it feels bad going first uh in that matchup uh because it's a little harder to get that engine running i feel like the deck feels really really good going second but then um, I find every time, even if I have like a perfect setup where I get, you know, um, a couple comfies down, um, get a cram out there, even get a Garatina out there just, you know, to evolve it the next turn, even with a knockout, I feel like my opponent more times than not, um, just finds Gust and takes it out and then are ahead on the prize trade. So it feels awkward. Again, I'm not saying it's a bad deck, uh, but it was, I kept like winning a game, losing a game, winning a game losing a game um, kind of a thing. Uh, so I kind of went away from that. I played a, a little bit of everything. I played the pigs. Um, the deck feels fine. Definitely probably a B tier. Um, there's definitely things to compete it. But it's a fun deck because I really like the the Squovit engine uh, with with a with the Bibarels. Um, and I played a couple games IRL um, again, outside of the tournament when I was playing last week, and it felt pretty fine. Uh, but I've been playing... Gardevoir, um, kind of both versions. I've played played the one that has the Mewtwo V Union, um, which obviously the Mewtwo V Union is really good against the Lost Box matchup, uh, because you know you can do those damage spreads, uh, and and kind of do what it does against you with the Sableye, right? Um, but I feel like that deck may be a little clunkier than the version that doesn't have Mewtwo. I know it's controversial. I think everybody, I would say the general consensus is people think the Mewtwo version is better. Um, and I haven't had enough testing, but I feel personally um, cutting Mewtwo V Union, it has four cards, plus you need to cut the the Peony or the Peony, right? 
uh, to look at your prizes just in case uh, with Peonia. Uh, so that's yeah. five cards right there um, that take away from your early games um, consistency, um, you know, to get to get your Rolses out there um, and all that fun stuff. Um, so I feel like I've I've stacked a lot more wins um, against even against Lost Box because of my consistency. Um, and, you know, a lot of you know people locally are like, "How are you winning that matchup?" Because um, you know, Sableye is such a bad match or a bad Pokemon to match up against. And you know, as that is true, I feel like uh, Cresselia is a pretty okay, um, you know, answer to it, kind of because you can you can manipulate your damage counters and take them off of your Pokemon as you're accelerating energy. Uh, making the math a little bit awkward and then having, um, you know, one of those other cards, uh, you know, instead of having Mewtwo, you can have the Picnic Basket again, manipulating math again. Sometimes it it, it has helped, but um, being able to just like stack stack those and, and maybe even get, um, you know, if you get the 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 manaphys out there even if they're knocking you out and then like setting damage counters across uh you know the rest of your mons you can just you know use Cresselia and take those off um and then if you're playing uh you know if you're playing any kind of recovery you can just get um manaphy back and then you're kind of doing the same thing rinse and repeat so it's it's almost a one-for-one trade uh so i feel and i know a lot of people might disagree with me but the non-mewtwo uh version is just better um in my eyes at this point obviously i could be proven wrong because there's a lot of testing to be done i just feel like without mewtwo it's a lot more consistent and you still have you know different different things you could do in the lost box matchup which i think a lot of people think oh gardevoir that's what's going to keep it down and save a lie and to a point i agree but there are ways to play around it um that people just haven't really considered or think is good enough yet so uh, that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, just trying to make Guardy work um, 100%, yeah. you know, as, as most consistent as possible. Um, and then also, yeah, with with uh, having those Curlias out there um, using the, the, what is the refinement? Um, that's so, so, such a good card. And even if you get uh, Judged or um, or Roxanne, you still have a chance, right? Because you have those out there uh, that can continuously just uh, loop uh, or, or get your hand size back up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm interested to see where those the testing goes on those, because um, those are two two decks that I don't have built. Well, uh, I don't have Gardevoir built, and then we mentioned Lugia. I never got Lugias either. So if I wanted to do, to do that one, which is also doing well at the moment, I need yeah, to I haven't played Lugia yet, one. but that single strike Lugia seems really good too. I just haven't had the time um, with everything, but that's definitely in consideration because it's just as you know, deadly as ever, um, still consistent, maybe a little less consistent because it's a little bit more of a flippy deck, but still um, pretty good overall. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where those shake out. I mean, um, currently there's not, I haven't really seen anything that I don't want to play. There's just so many options to play at the moment that I'm not sure which road I want to go down. And then part of me is like, well, if people are going to go down that road, let me take the road less traveled so I know what's down it. And I want to just... take the traveled road, but I want to pave the way to be the front guy so everybody's following <laughs> me. That's that's the end goal for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm hoping to, you know, find that that 
dirt road that just cuts to the front of the line. So. Right. And then we get to the destination. We're like, Chuck's already here. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Do, you, do we have anything else that you want to talk about that we've been testing or? No, I think we can talk about that a little bit later because, you know, we do have a couple other um, you know, semi-related topics coming up um, after, you know, the middle of the show stuff. Okay. Because I'm Anson to get into some trivia. It's time for trivia, trivia. trivia. So um, I didn't, I've been, I've been enjoying opening a pack and then giving you whatever my pull is. Yes. Are we doing that again? We're doing that again, except I, I, I opened the pack. I could, I was too, uh, I couldn't not do it while I was sitting at the vault, but I had my, my, Play Pokemon pack. So it's, it's, that's I hope your you pull gold. I hope you, oh, you play Pokemon pack. Season one or two? Season two. Okay. So I opened it. I didn't pull gold, but my hollow hit is going to be your trivia question. Okay. So, uh, so uh, this is a Pokemon. So we will, you have to name that attack or ability. Um, I guess you'll know it's an ability because that's part of the name. But uh, here we go. So this is an ability. It's called Throwing Coach. Throwing Coach? Throwing Coach. Throwing Coach. So Okay. Um, so something that throws stuff. Like you're coaching, right? Like that's kind of the word we're going for. It's not like a like a wagon or anything like a coat like a you know it's more of like a like a baseball coach yeah. almost okay i would i would say that's what they're kind of going for what the heck throws things season two so um it's ability um uh, i have no idea Let, let's um i'm gonna you need a little a bit of help here yes we're gonna need a hint what um um what type is it? Yeah, I, I I bet you it's fighting. It is a fighting type. Okay, that 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 makes sense. Um, that it's fighting type. Mm. We have a road you're going down, then. Yeah, but I just I can't think of anything that throws stuff right now. Maybe it's something that teaches something that throws stuff. Um, do we have it, what stage is it? It is a basic Pokemon. Basic fighting Pokemon. I'm actually thinking more like it. This might be way off, um, but maybe like a Riolu. He doesn't really throw things. Maybe. Have you ever seen a Riolu with an ability? No, you're right. You're right. It is standard legal. Yeah. I just, oh my gosh! I'm going to feel really, current really standard. Current standard, yes. What throws things? It's not. It's not the high top. Oh, I. The last thing I can do is read you what the ability does, but that'll probably give it away. Let's hold off just for a second here. Ability throwing coach, throwing coach. Is it an Urshifu? Like a what was a Menfu? Maybe that's not in the set. I feel like. It, Cub food is cub food. Um, 
I don't. I, I'm blanking on something that throws stuff right now. I'm just gonna say Cub Fu is shot in the dark. It is not Cub Fu. So ability coach or not ability coach. The ability throwing coach reads: Your rapid strike Pokemon's attack do thirty more damage to your opponent's benched Pokemon V and benched Pokemon GX. You can't apply more than one throwing coach ability at a time. Rapid strike. Um. Who was the guy you plopped down to do more damage to the benched Pokemon? I thought dude, I'm, give I'm, it away. I'm, no, dude, I'm blanking. Uh, a rapid strike. It is a rapid strike Pokemon. It is just a simian. Oh, yes. That makes so much sense because he has like that. Oh, he, my gosh. A simian. Tells yeah. you how to hit the bench harder. Yeah, nobody played it. That's why I completely forgot about him. Like, people hyped him when he first came out, and then he just... I, I played him in my Urshifu deck. He just hardly hit the table that much. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Crap, well, I was, well, I was down the right path, and I just completely forgot. Uh, Passimian. Uh, I have that flinging monkey. I should have known it was a monkey. Yeah. That was that, and that was my hit. I also... Uh, I got a pass at the peak. But I figured Let's that go. Was... No, yeah, Path of the Peak's a little easy there. <laughs> um, speaking of easy, this you're really uh, you're way better at trivia than I am, so I'm I'm hoping that this one at least challenges you a little bit, um, or the, our audience for sure. Um, but we're gonna play name that Pokemon this ability and or attack belongs to in today's Pokemon's ability name is Exoskeleton. Um, exoskeleton. Exoskeleton. Ah, this is, this is, I've seen this before, and I can't remember what I've seen it on. Okay, well, at least I made you guys think a little bit. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask for a hint. Only oh. because the, the Pokemon I'm thinking of is where I think I've seen it last. And if you tell me what type it is and it's wrong, then it'll help me figure out. Well, what my type first, oh, you're going with type first, huh? But it what type of fighting? Okay, then I'm going to lock in Stone Journey. You got it. <laughs> yeah. Dang it! I thought that was a good one. I was like, hmm, I never actually read that card, and I, you know, going through my stuff, saw it, had to lock it in. Unfortunately, it didn't. I think you reign supreme on on trivia, my friend. I think that one. I think I pulled one of those this weekend. Is that that's is that in Scarlet and Violet? Yeah, it was in. Scarlet I wasn't Violet. even specifically trying to go Scarlet and Violet. I was just going through bulk and seeing yeah. that. And uh, I think. Uh, because I had I got more cards this weekend, so I think I pulled a couple of those, and that's why I, that is the only probably reason why it's I always it. risky to give you a newer card because you're always pulling cards. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes the bulk gets by me though. So I I true. also thought it was on a psychic Pokemon, like something like uh, weird. Yeah. That, but uh, yeah. Oh, very good job, my friend. Another dub on Chuck's books. All right, then. 
that's going to wrap it up for trivia. And that means it's time to get into our sponsors. The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. Don't forget to check out our weekly league Mondays at 6 p.m. All right, and we are back and Thank you again to our sponsors, uh, Sports Car Junction. Everybody, uh, really appreciate that. And after the ads, it is time to get into the news. And um, we have kind of a light day on news. Um, so, um, card wise, we are seeing a lot of special illustration rares re- revealed. Yes. We've seen Iono, Giacomo, I, I think Rusha. I think yeah. everybody's excited for Iono. The the playability of this card, um, just the popularity of the character. Um, this card is going to be ridiculous. You thought Moonbrion was going to be expensive. I think this one might trump it. Yeah, this one's going to go up. Um, a little. Uh, I mean, up because of the popularity of the character, and then up for N hype. Like, yep. that's going to be on it as well. Um, so I think we've seen the hit, uh, the the one, the chase card to see out of uh, our next set. So um, that's, there's a lot of, a lot of buzz around that now that we've seen it. Uh, right. But nothing, not too many new cards to talk about. There was uh, some gym promos released, which... Um, before is... before we go into those, I just, I want to take a real quick poll. How much do you think this card is going to be within the first two months of its release? Do you think it, it hits uh, a thousand? I've heard people say I, it will hit a thousand. I don't know. Honestly, I think it depends on how many you hit. Because right, um, just Scarlet and Violet release essentially, the Marinon was the one that everyone was looking for. And then I think then Miriam, for whatever reason, was the second, or I guess both were like, both were hyped as the the collector cards for whatever reason. Yeah. And I think they were both over, they were in like the 200 range to start. Yeah. So. But those are definitely not the same though. They're not the same. I agree. But I can't imagine them not starting there. Now I can see her staying there more so than the Miriam did because yeah, the Miriam dropped because <laughs> they, I think they dropped by half before release. Like they were getting pulled by in spades by pre-release time that there were so many. I think on the like even on tcg player for pre-sale yeah that it was almost half the price before before even regular sale hit and then they dropped even more and i think both of them are at like 60 bucks now maybe so if iono if come pre-release time and everyone's looking at everyone's pulling ionos 
I think she might stay at 200, like our normal chase card would be. Um, because of the playability and the popularity of people wanting those. Yeah. I don't know if people would really go up to a thousand. I think this could go up to moon brown prices essentially eventually. Yeah, I I'd be interested to see because this is definitely a card that everybody's hyped for, um, more so than anyone that I've heard lately. Um, not necessarily just the 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 collector spot, but just the card in general. So I've heard people say that they think it will go to that much. I don't know. Um, I'll be interested to see. I I just know if uh I don't pull it, I'm not buying it. Yeah, I hear you with that. If I don't pull it, I'm not buying it either. I just don't I don't see a modern day card reaching that price before the set is out of print. Fair enough. And like you can still find uh, evolving skies packs places. Now granted you can't find them readily like red they're not readily available, but you could find things that they are in. Right. So um that's why it's like I think Moonbaron will just go up from there, but he's essentially out of print, and he's at six hundred dollars. Yeah, um, I, I just can't see that. Like that, I can't see a card being released and then getting at that price. I mean, eventually, I do think that will be a card that will be up there, like the Lilies and uh, like what is it? What are the other ones that are up there? Rosa. Like, what was that Rosa? Rosa, yeah, that'll be up in price. Um, I'm sure Marnie that. was going to go up too. I hope so. <laughs> I got got a lot of stock in Marnie, so <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> All right, I think we've been talking about this a little long, uh, too long now. So, is there yeah, anything oh, else that we need to talk about? I was gonna. Uh, I was. I mentioned that we had a batch of gym promos released, which always eventually reach a set or of ours at one point in time and there was one ex revealed in it that i thought was cool to talk about and a supporter that is kind of interesting i don't know um but it the ex is mabastiff ex darkness pokemon 260 hp it's a stage one that evolves obviously from mastiff for two colorless it's frightened attack 30 damage and during your opponent's next turn defending pokemon the defending pokemon's attacks deal 50 less damage and then for a darkness and two colorless, it has Proud's Fang attack, 100 plus damage. If any of your benched Pokemon have any damage counters on them, this attack does 120 more damage. So it's uh, that's two, 220 uh, if you have something with a damage counter on it, which isn't too hard to, to manage. No, that's, that's pretty nowadays. easy. Um, for a stage one with 260 HP, I don't know. I thought it was a decent dark attacker um as well um it, it sounds it, that if it sees success it it really feels like it would be like a complimentary piece not like uh something you build a deck around yeah i agree on that um and then the the trainer i thought was interesting and um so you can only uh, it's called atticus the supporter and you can only use this card only if your opponent's active pokemon is poisoned Shuffle your hand into your deck, then draw seven cards. So we have a shuffle draw seven, but with the stipulation that your active your your opponent's active Pokemon has to be poisoned. So this is obviously a niche card. If you play a poison deck, I feel like this would be interesting. 100%. If you but, play a poison deck, it goes in that for sure. 
Um, it's interesting they Does print it... a card like this though, and then have the the energy that basically says you can't be poisoned uh, on top of it. <laughs> so. <laughs> so... I, my, we'll my question is, does this make you want to possibly play poison, like a poison type to see if it helps with consistency or if the poison deck doesn't kill my opponent in one shot, or if I stick them in, you know, the active and it doesn't kill them going into my turn, I have no interest in a poison deck, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, that's that was really it. The other ones are um just uh like stage one basics of uh, of evolution lines, and there's a penny in there as well. So, um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for the news. Let's get into the meat of this episode's conversation. Um, we'll get into our next topic of, where are we going? EUIC, right? Oh, before we talk EUIC, you had a, a topic you wanted to talk about. Oh yes, well, it kind of, it kind of like dovetails a little bit with the UIC. Yeah, um, but I think we bring it this portion of the 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 topic up before. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. Um, because I kind of wanted to, kind of, not. I, I wish Pokemon would have Japan and us lined up together in, in terms of set release. Only for the simple fact that we're like Japan is playing in this other meta and people and we're we're getting the optimization already. We're seeing things get pushed out and things that aren't good or things that uh we're optimizing decks already. So like the the US hasn't even seen like we didn't see the okay, well Lost Box is obviously the best deck of the the new release or for whatnot, like and now everyone has everyone already knows that Lost Box is good. We need to make sure that that's um, a thing. Like, yeah. make sure you you have a way to beat Lost Box. And we're seeing other cards already get kind of like pushed to the side because they've been tested. They're not good enough, or they're not producing any kind of results. Arcanine. <laughs> um, so my whole thing is, I'm just I'm like, I want that myself. I just want. I want to experience like complete. I want to go to a tournament like a week or two or, you know, after a rotation and be like, I don't know. I have no idea what's good right now. Right. I mean, we, we, we kind of are going to see that with the EOIC. And I think you need to hold a little bit of judgment to see what um, does well at EOIC. Um, just because a meta, uh, the Japanese meta, is you know predominantly dominated by like Lost Box Tina, which is probably the BDIF. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be because the 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 playstyles with the Japanese player and the playstyles with the um, the rest of the world are vastly different um, depending on what region you're in. Um, and like I said, like maybe you know there's a lot of like with my playtesting again very lightly. Um, Tina feels <clears throat> good until, you know, you lose that Tina beforehand. Uh, but, you know, the meta it might not be solved. Just because it was good in that meta doesn't necessarily mean it translates it always. Because, I, you know, again, this is our first, like, major, um, you know, rotation uh, that shakes things up with, uh, with you know, the whole block going away since we started. But I've heard from players in the past that, you know, a deck... That would be great. You know, that that's been killing it in the Japanese meta. Uh, you know, then we get those cards, and that deck's just not good because somebody already 
um, you know, figured something else out. So I see your point. I see your point, but again, it is a kickstart place where to start off. Um, you know, maybe people are already trying to counter like a lost box Tina, for instance, on this in this case. Um, but I, I, I know what you're saying though, because it is, you know, a a deck builder's paradise when it first starts, and if you can't, if there's already something established, uh, you don't feel like you have the legs to stretch maybe as much as um, if no, if it was a completely unsolved meta. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe it's very, uh, it's a very niche thing that I'm, I'm, I'm looking for. But like you, you alluded to, like people already have the illusion or the idea that Lost Box Giratina is a is a good archetype. So, um, it's like it's to be thought of when you're building whatever you are building up. I'm, I'm just right. gonna go back to the simple, the simple thing of New V Max. Like New V Max is an archetype that could be good so like i'm still including drapion in my deck like that's the type of thought process that you already have um this is an example not necessarily like something you should be doing right but it's just an example of like that's a thought process you already have when you're building a deck because you're you're already thinking of things that you're gonna see whereas if it's just like upon release and then you're going, I don't know what people are going to play. It could be this. It could be that. It could be this. And you just build something that you think could be good. Um, in general. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. Um, it, it, I think the sentiment across the world is we want to be on the same time frame as them. I think the Japanese players would like us to be on the same time frame as them. Um it just benefits everybody. Um, so you're preaching to the choir. I think basically everybody agrees with you uh, on this matter. Maybe not for the same reasons, but um, yeah, I mean, again, uh, it, I don't really have much more to add to that. No, that's that's just something I wanted to to, to say. Um, so like we said, this kind of dovetails into EUIC talks because that is going to be our big first new meta tournament for the western world the non-japanese uh run meta so what what kind of expectations are we what are we expecting from that uh tournament uh i mean i think we're going to see lost box tina like we said um for the fact that it, it you know it's proven itself like we said in japan already um so there'll be there'll be variants there um obviously just lost box without the two prizers um like with a uh zamazenta uh feels like that's a pretty solid deck as well uh lugia of course uh lugia single strike uh, gardevoir maridon and i've even seen like people play like dialga um to some success um i don't know how great it is overall how consistent it is um but you'll you'll see those ones for sure um i'm sure i'm missing something in there uh but it feels like um you know there's a lot of different archetypes that you go for um and still see you know you know or, or still have a chance to do well yeah um, um i'm just going down i'm going down like the the limitless page of what we what we've seen so far online right. this is doesn't this doesn't have anything um 
I don't know if it necessarily takes in, into account like Japanese archetypes, but we also have like, I don't know if you Maridon and Regilecki is a popular archetype. Yeah, I thought I said Maridon. I don't I don't remember if you did or not. Um, um what do you uh think about maybe even in um the Intellion Urshifu? So Intellion Urshifu is interesting so far. Uh I I feel like it's getting more love than it necessarily deserves. Um I again Urshifu, weak to psychic. There's a few psychic decks out there. Um Inteleon, not weak to psychic. Um, but there are still decks that can just take Okos um and have answers for it. I know there's the Yoga Loop play. Um that you know you hitting all any of these lost box or or um Gardevoir decks where the yoga loop you know for an extra turn and then do do their thing um and again that is a winning play uh late game uh, for sure uh I, I just we've had in my opinion since mew came out and i don't think mew's gonna see a huge dip if anything you're just gonna see more psychic decks because there's um, there's guard of wars people are trying to make shadow work shadow rider work again because you know there's a lot more love there uh, i sense those decks have been prominent urshifu i mean i know they've had success pop up here and there but overall sustained success i've not seen it and i and and i know people have tried um you know Inteleon and you know tanky kind of a things too just don't see it I, I think it's overhyped in my opinion. Um, there's definitely ways to Oko both of them. It's not necessarily, um, I don't know. I, I don't know if we're in that tanky meta. I guess if there's a lot of lost box that can't Oko, um, and that's like the number one played deck, m- maybe. Uh, but if we're seeing Gardevoirs, if we're seeing Muse out there, we're seeing uh, you know Lugia with single strike out there. Uh, I don't have faith in the deck. Okay. Um, and my, my two cents to add on that is, um, that is a lot of Pokemon that are very, there's a lot of different Pokemon that you need to get on the board that are essential to your game plan. Like we've brought up the, mm-hmm. it's Inteleon, it's Metacham, uh, uh, an Octillery, very important to, uh, the, the running of this deck. Sometimes you just might, uh, none of those cards necessarily like you know draw you cards so consistency might be an issue for it um right from what i've seen playing against it um it's a lot of things that evolve so um getting all those things evolved might be an issue so yeah um, yeah it just it's the, the consistency is what bothers me plus it, it just feels like it's too weak to too many different things and not to mention people are going to be playing maridons as well um so oko abilities there i mean i know maridon will you know die to to urshifu right or they urshifu needs some more kind of like um modifications there but um it's i don't true. know uh, it, it's it feels like a 50-50 matchup because you can hit those Inteleons pretty fast too. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Um, I, don't, I, I I just feel like it's getting more love than it deserves. Okay. Um, we, I mean, there's a lot of Lost Bone and Giratinas on this list. Um, Gardevoirs, we went over. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, in, in that matchup with Gardevoir versus um, uh, sing or Rapid Strike Box, we'll call it. Uh, I I'm three and one against it, and the one loss that I had again, very small sample size, was a, a dead hand for me, and I still only lost by one card, and they never yoga looped me because uh, I, I bossed up with a yoga loop and to take that out it just i just ran out of steam because of of consistency issues i was playing the mewtwo version at the time uh so i don't know yeah i mean i think that's that's kind of it's ace in the whole play and it's very easy to get rid of um and it doesn't necessarily hurt your game plan that much because metacham is still a two prizer so you're right. still you're saying all right i'm gonna take the the two turn play that you have off the table mm. this turn and you're not really like sacrificing steam for it. You're not going um I only can take one prize this turn or not take a prize or something like that. You're still most likely executing your game plan on prize trading or your prize mapping, but you're greatly diminishing their chance to um do their prize mapping. Right, because I, I think I, I, the what I've seen is a lot of that two turn stuff. It really helps Urshifu be able to hit math to take two knockouts on the bench or something like that, or uh, Inteleon to set up something that's too math. Like, and if for some reason, if if Urshifu um, sees a lot of success and or wins the event, um, just add a second mana fee because then Yoga Luke can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. There's already counters uh, against it, right? So it's, a, it's just a matter yeah. of how much success. All right. Uh, the only other deck I was going to ask you on here because it's pretty popular. Well, I should say that it's higher on the list of things. It's been played a lot, and it has a decent win percentage. But uh, can Dialga and Magnezone kind of shock some people? Or is that more of a like flash like this I don't gonna... know. I think it, I think it might be a flash. Um, I mean, the, the meta's slightly slowed down, right? We always say that, um, and, and it gives that Magnezone play a, a little bit more of a chance. So Dialga could either you know take those huge Okos early or multiple turns. Um, and well, and I've, I've definitely played against it, and it did it what it wanted to do turn two, and it was like, yeah, when it does that, it just. It feels like it could be a BDIF, but like, how often does it do that, right? That is that is the thing, and and like you were saying, I think the meta slowed down enough that it can make its play, but also new cards helped speed it up a little bit because maybe what we've seen out of Dialga and and Magnezone that that uh, uh, magnet I can't remember what it's called, but the the thing mm. that Magnezone does. We've seen that pair, but it's kind of slow. It's kind of slower, mm -hmm. and the be the ability to, you know, nest ball Maridon, and then plop down two things that are just going to easily help you, um, accelerate cards, and then you your Magnemite is there, and you just can simply Irida for the the rare candy, um, right, and, it... and and go from there. Yeah, I, I I think that that's probably still a deck that's a B tier. Um, that's what you know my gut is telling me. Uh, but I would love to be wrong because uh, it's kind of a fun deck, and there's definitely different play arounds uh, to it. All right. Well, we can not talk. I mean, the rest of this is going to be 
uh, there would be a bunch of craziness. Um, that do we, we want to talk Lugia for the next 10 minutes, just like we did <laughs> every episode pre rotation? <laughs> Lugia will be there, it's uh, it's up here as an archetype. Um, but let's let's what do you what's like make a little bit of predictions, I guess? Let's do it. Speaking of top eight, I'm going to do this a little bit differently. Um, I kind of like um, what. So we'll do we'll do Lugia first. Uh, how many of those do you think are going to make a top eight? Lugia, Archie. like, are we going to see Lugia in the top eight? Yeah, we'll see Lugia in the top eight. Uh, I don't. It will be one or two, but uh, it, it will be there. Well represented. Right. Um. Let's go. Let's move on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this with all four of the okay. top 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 archetypes here. Yeah. Lost zone box. We're gonna. I we will see. I think lost zone in the in the top. Do you right. think this is something that's gonna be over for the top eight or under for the top eight? Uh, under. 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 I think. I think two to three um, is where they're at. Um, Garatina again, just being able to you know use its V star power to take automatic Okos uh, against single prize decks. Um, it it doesn't even need to evolve and it can just start hitting. Um, it still obviously has uh, Cramorant and it has um, Sableye. Sableye is huge against a lot of different matchups right now, um, especially some of these newer archetypes with uh, the setup Pokemon. How we're going to be. Um, there's going to be less Luminion overall. We're going to see, depending on the deck, we'll see the barrels, we'll see Squovitz, we'll see Raltz's, um, you know, you know, obviously um, Lost Box stuff. Even Curlia's are still pretty susceptible to, um, you know, uh, all that kind of damage. So I think uh, it's in a good spot, but I don't think it's going to be dominant to like Palkia levels when it when it went eight of eight. Okay. Um, do you think of do you think the Giratina uh, archetype will be more uh, more or less popular than necessarily just like the this I guess the, what do you want to call it like a turbo type or the the lost zone with the side the sky seal stone builds that are with Dragonite essentially like I think you'll see maybe like, you'll see probably one of those guys I think Giratina feels probably better overall although you know having a basic big pokemon feels good too um but again uh dragonite doing damage to itself uh or to its bench and then like sableye just following it up afterwards uh for your opponent's turn you're just kind of helping them uh with that damage so i feel that the non-dragonite version is better but i can see you know one one dragonite making making there okay um now I'm going to ask this question actually before uh, that I ask the next two archetypes because they involve these. So do you think EXs will take up more than half of the top eight? Yes. Okay. Um, so of Maridon or Gardevoir, who's going to be more popular? Gardevoir. Gardevoir, Maridon's think... cool, uh, but Gardevoir I think is just it's the sexier pick, right? It it, it does high end damage. It can spread damage with uh you know it, it's consistent. Um, 
with drawing cards uh and it, it there's a little bit more thought process to to the deck so i think it's definitely more appealing but obviously being able to set up with maridon with basically just a nest ball uh feels pretty good too okay yeah yeah no that's yeah do you think maridon gets to the top eight I think it, no. I'm gonna say no. Okay. What What do you? Oh. Um. Maybe. Yeah. I'm. I'm on the fence. I can see one maybe, but I, I'm gonna say no. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna stick with the no, uh, and say there's no not gonna be a Maridon in the top eight. Okay. Okay. Now. Um, with EUIC, do you? I'll ask it this way. What do you think taking out those those the lost zone, Maridon, Lugia, Gardevoir, those are the big the big four that we're kind of expecting to see there? Yeah. If if there's gonna be a wild deck that makes top eight at a UIC, what is what do you think the archetype is? Again, that's hard to say. And I don't have the deck like necessarily nailed down. Um, but I think like a Arceus box. If somebody okay. can find the right attackers for weakness spread, um, I feel like there's something with Arceus. Plus, there's a lot of V Pokemon out there that can support it, and, and just baby guys that can support that uh, Arceus. Because obviously, um, you know, being able to set up like that is still pretty pretty good. Um, energy acceleration again, pretty good. Maybe not as much as Gardevoir, but I, I feel like maybe an Arceus like Dark Horse comes out there and, and takes people by surprise. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. There is how about how about you? Is there something on your radar? On my radar? Um so I think the thing if if something is gonna steal kind of steal a spot, um I think it's going to deal with. I see part of me. Uh, part of me wants to say Dialga, just because I feel like right. someone play that and it can and it just it just works. It just all runs day. hot, yeah. It just runs you know I mean? hot. When they lose, they lose hard. But when they're winning, they're they 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 keep winning throughout the day, and then they get to day two and they just high roll into top eight. Like I I want to say that that's going to be the someone high rolls that deck into top eight but part of me also wants to just like think of something even farther down like it like like an oik alone or something like that that they they make a cracked list that no one thought of mm. or something like that yet and, and uh just gets over on people because they're not looking to beat that list or something like that something yeah, tanky. I, oik alone I, it, it's just not good against um, EXs, really. So if you're going to see EX success, um, it just doesn't have that tankiness because you want to put the, the the helmet on and the V-Guard energy. And if they both don't work, um, you know, yeah. you could be in a little bit of trouble there. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. That would, that would be... Um... That would be those are my two guesses. And then I will also put out this 
this caveat asterisk that whatever Sander is playing, whatever he's cooked up <laughs> from new cards, if if he he might make top eight with it, so because it is see. in Europe, he's nearby. We know he's got to be there. Um, he's cooking, so but yeah, he's cooking for sure. It is, er- yeah, that it is early, so it depends on if he's cooked something up yet. Time will tell. We'll see. Um, anything uh, else uh, you want to talk about before we end this bad boy? No, um, those are kind of all the thoughts, the thoughts and things I wanted to kind of go ask you. Um, is there anything else you wanted to go over about EUIC? Uh, we didn't really, I didn't bring up Mew at all. Like, but I mean, it's going to be there. Mew will be played um, probably. I'm, I'm guessing in that ten percent range. I don't know if Mew. I feel like it. it I feel like there might be one in the top eight. I, I again, it's. I don't. I don't. I don't see it making top eight. Maybe. Um, I don't know. It feels like it's just not the best psychic deck out there. I'm. I'm still really hyped on Gardevoir. I know. Most people have it maybe as a third or fourth best deck. Um, and I, I'm. And again, I'm way off the rails here. I, I think Gardevoir will have more success without Mewtwo than with Mewtwo. Okay. That's my hot take. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I hear you on all that. I I kind of agree with you. I'm not sure. The V unions, just their mechanic in nature, how they work, I, I find it hard to believe that they're consistent enough to go that far, but they have. So, and maybe it's just a, a skill diff on my end. <laughs> of me, why I mean, there's I a little that. bit of everything on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's all i really got to uh discuss with eu i see i'm looking forward to see what uh shakes out from everything yeah i mean i'm looking forward to um you know watching seeing what the uh, the meta develops into and kind of adjusting from there uh going into hartford because i think that's uh coming up pretty soon too um so um, very exciting Pokemon in the next few months. Uh, and then obviously with the new set coming out, um, at, you know, shortly after we're not going to have such a long um, stagnant meta. I feel like the meta is going to be pretty fresh uh, for the foreseeable future. And that's only good for the game. Uh, so I can't, I can't wait to see what people cook up. I can't wait to, you know, test my metal against everybody else uh, in another regional. Uh, and, you know, some of the, the local shops coming back with, uh, with cups and one Ks and all that fun stuff. So um, again, Pokemon is just um, in a really good spot in my eyes uh, at the moment and just can't wait to you know play some more poke. Yeah. Um, I agree with you on that one. I, I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch of uh, new stuff and getting out, out to it again and just a, a whole new meta in general. Um, looking forward, looking forward. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us till the end. Uh, And we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, As always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? 
yeah, you can get me at Panucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We'll see you all next time. See you later.